Hello and welcome to Strange Ways with me, Liam Humes. And Harry Browse. The podcast all about the puzzling, peculiar and the perverse. Before we start, we want to be clear that we're not making light of people's fears and phobias. This podcast is an exploration of the weird and wonderful things which make this world that little bit strange. I've got a new pair of teeth this week. <laughs> As you do. That's my yes. strange occurrence of the week, perhaps. Um, and the reason I say that is because maybe I'll say words a little bit weird or start having more of a lisp than before. Yeah. Because I'm just getting used to them, just to add some clarity maybe to that. I've just had some dental work done this week. I wasn't uh, insecure about my teeth at all before, I genuinely wasn't, but I'm um, quite excited by the opportunity I had to close my gap and get some cosmetic work done. So I'm really, really happy with my new teeth. I've been showing it off on Instagram. Um, everybody's been really uh, kind about it at work and stuff. So um, maybe I'll sound a little bit different. You can let me know. It sound like Riley Clark. Yeah. My fear was that I would. <laughs> my fear was that I would end up looking like Rylan or Tanya Bardsley from Real Housewives <laughs> of Aww. Cheshire. Love Tanya. There was a fear that I would end up looking like that, but I'm actually genuinely really no, happy with good. them. And yeah, they look good. They did a really good job, and I'll be paying for them for the rest of my life. Yay! <laughs> Only joking. Uh, so yeah, that's my st- strange new thing of the week, really. Well, uh, I've I've had a pretty strange free week. I'm trying to think strange of... Strange free. Yeah, strange... <laughs> AKA <laughs> <Which>, normal. <laughs> AKA just, you know, normal, regular week. But I have been ill for... This is like the third time <sighs> in winter now. And and that is strange for me. Normally I've got, I've got quite a good immune system, but my voice hasn't improved from the last po- podcast. I've still got this weird, croaky, horrible voice. But I'm just going to have to persevere. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Do you have any other strange occurrences? Not so much a strange occurrence, but just something funny that happened to me this week. The Christmas markets have started in town, which is really exciting. I love Christmas. Um, and if you've ever been to the Christmas markets, you know that they sell alcohol and really nice things. So I went to try um, a sample, like a shot of... It, they were calling it moonshine, actually, which I don't really know what that is. I thought that was a, that was an ale in, Moon, in Sheffield. Moon, but I moonshine, well... I'm sure everybody knows what this is. It's probably just me. I think it's like an old term for like alcohol that people used to make like when it was illegal. It's like, like hillbilly or something. Like moonshine. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing that's not what it was. Anyway, I, I wanted to get a shot of it just to try it. They're offering it out for free as a sample. And when I say shot, I mean a quarter of a shot, like literally a drizzle in the bottom of a shot glass because they're not going to give much away. Um, and I got ID'd for it. So literally for a drizzle of, of this probably like four percent alcohol i got i don't think you look under 18 at all i know it's like what is it eight what is it 20 25 or whatever Mm. but i think you look 20 well i don't want to say that you don't look 25 but well that's not an insult that's not really an insult well no but you're 23 so i'm i I was speaking about this at work actually are you one of those people that loves being id'd or hates it there's part of me that hates it because i think oh like i I don't want to look i don't want to look young in a way, I don't want to look, you know, 16. See, I love it. I I wouldn't say I want to look 16, but I don't ma- I'm not insulted when someone asks for my ID. No. I'm more than happy to look 18, 19. And I'm not that much older than that. But it also gets their job as well. Like, if they, they might get in trouble if they don't ID me, so I don't take it too personally. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't bothered at all. I actually enjoy getting ID. In fact, if I don't get ID'd, I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm getting old now. I must have like crow's feet. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I remember on my 18th birthday, bear in mind, before that date, 
I was going around using other people's IDs to try and get alcohol. And when I turned 18, on the day I turned 18, I went to go and buy some beers from the off-licence, didn't get ID'd. Oh my God. And I thought I had, I had two, three years of getting other people to run around for me to, you know, oh, can you just pop in and grab me? Yeah. Uh, and on the, it's typical, isn't it? That's illegal. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I don't endorse that activity, but when you're 16, you're 16. Well, this is all alleged. Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. Same thing happened to me, actually, uh, on my 18th. For the first time ever, I went to the bar to buy myself a drink. This was in Weatherspoons. <laughs> Classic. Um, pre-drinks before a night out, and um, we went, met in Weatherspoons. Didn't get ID'd. And I had my ID ready to go, like, and I actually said... Uh, would you like to see my ID? It's my birthday. Um, my birthday, what a sad day. Yeah, what a sad day. Um, probably was hoping for a free drink, but no. No. I mean, it's rather expensive. It wasn't expensive anyway, but yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, without further ado, let's get on with the show. So this week we are talking about... Can you say it? I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I just looked at you like, please say it. Uh, I'm going to have to actually just look at you written down. Biblio-vis- bibliophobia. Visio bibliophobia. Yeah. Visio or viso bibliophobia. Visio. Visio. Biblio. Biblio. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, if you do, if you're <laughs> none the wiser, same, same. Uh, you're in I, the same boat as us. I hadn't heard of this before, and this actually came through as a uh, a suggestion, I guess, from your friend and mine, uh, Ellie. So one of our friends. Uh, Hi, Ellie. And fan of the show. I'm sure you won't mind me saying. So thanks, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ellie sent us a really nice message on Instagram, actually. Um, like I said, she's a friend of ours. And she said, just finished this week's podcast and again loved it. The stats about encountering murders were fascinating. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, something that struck me as being really odd this week was, and I thought was mega interesting, was that upon setting up my school's English department Instagram page, one of the year sevens told me she had no form of social media and had never done it as a thought petrified her this struck me as odd because pretty much every day i hear kids interacting about something on social media instagram youtube but thinking about it social media is an increasingly scary place it just sat strangely with me as they're the generation that have never not known social media in their lives double negative <laughs> sorry ellie <laughs> yeah ellie has an english degree so um, i'm sure that was an intentional for uh, emphasis um no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it, does, it just it tripped me up sense. when I was reading it. No. Turns out there's an actual phobia called visiobibliophobia. Who knew? Congrats again on the podcast. So yeah, I agree, Ellie. That is really interesting. So yeah, much. really so interesting. We'll talk about it on this episode because that's something I've not thought of before. A fear of having a social media presence. When I, I remember when I was 13 and I got Facebook for the first time and it was so exciting. And I wasn't allowed to have Facebook but at that at that before then really I ha- oh actually I think it might have been even earlier I think I remember do- getting Facebook when I was 11 allegedly because that's also illegal oh allegedly <laughs> again allegedly. <laughs> I get the lawyers involved no but the yeah so I, I I remember it being really exciting and playing Farmville until my eyes bled Farmville was around about 2010 yeah I yeah oh yeah you're a little bit younger than me it's <laughs> coming back to that topic I'm just blossoming with youth. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do agree. I find that I find it bizarre, especially in today's like uh, digital culture, having a social media profile of some sort seems so natural and so seems so normal now. 
that I wonder if there'll be one point where in the future you're born with, you know, an Instagram account. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Like you're born and then like that part of the process if you know, like, you know, you register your name, your parents, you get your birth certificate and you get your Instagram you know account what? at the same time. I have heard of this. I've got a story to share about no. this. Not personal no, story. No, people, celebrities oh. and people who probably have got an ego can trademark their, <laughs> so their future children's names and make it a website domain. It's, this is a common thing to oh. make your child's name, like, buy the domain. That is just disgusting, isn't it? So, for, ex- for example, somebody like, and this is alleged because I don't know that they've done this, but somebody like Kylie Jenner, um, who, what's her child called? Stormy? Child. <laughs> we, I love the Kardashians, by the way. Um, but her daughter Stormy... Perhaps I wouldn't be surprised if before Stormy was born, Kylie's trademarked her name because Kylie's a savvy businesswoman. Ready for when she has Stormy cosmetics when she's eighteen. Yeah, I can see the Stormy palette. Oh my god, I can see it. Um, she probably wouldn't do that, but who knows? (laughs) So yeah, that's just funny that you mentioned that about being born with some kind of digital. It's not out of it's not out of you know the realm of possibility. Because everything is going online. Everything, everything, that is the way it, everything is going. And it's, it's, it will be a time when, when that does happen. Something else I've thought about just on the spot, as you're saying that is, and I mentioned this last week to do with my mum's um, username. <laughs> how, how, what was it? Mum, Mama uh, Bear 365. Mama Bear 365. <laughs> she doesn't actually use that. Anyway, she just said it as a comment, so don't search. <laughs> but um, I wonder if one day we, There'll be so many usernames that we can't actually find anything that makes sense. Like I remember uh, when I worked at Urban Outfitters, a lot, we had to obviously we had the, one of those annoying things where you like you know try and get people's emails for their receipt and whatever. Yeah, and I, a lot of um, international students studying at the um, University of Manchester would rather than have an email have a, a like a phone number, but as an email, it was normally like at QQ or something, and it's uh, I think it must be. Some kind of it's just a different host uh, email host, but it's interesting how that that they had numbers rather than you know your name or you know like sparkly girl four five one you know <laughs> oh my god yeah usernames from like the oh United my god States. mine used to be I used to have a username I think it was called Mickey Ripple what? one two three that where was did my you get that from? I don't know I don't know where I got That's it from but like it was a porn star name. yeah that was my like habo you know that was my pixo. When I was in those you know, iconic websites, when I was like two years ago, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I would still not be funny, but Habbo was good. Habbo uh, yeah. was a good site. It's a bit of a deviation, but that was yeah. yeah Hab- going off Habbo topic. was my kind of generation and yours, I guess. Mm. After that was Club Penguin. Well, see, I never got the hype with Club Penguin because I, I always, I always got banned for one, and I was <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Club Penguin, but. The, <laughs> This is very often. Yeah, off, no, it is. Topic. But I, I, I never really enjoyed. I never enjoyed it because you can, didn't have the creativity that, that Habbo. You could create your own like rooms and stuff with Habbo. And I used to. What I used to do was really bad. And if mum and dad, if you're listening, sorry. But what, they, I would get credit. So my mum and dad would buy twenty twenty pounds worth of credit for my little brick phone, my little sort of like Nokia brick yes. and what I would do is I would text the Habbo number that gave you credit so I could get Habbo Club and <gasps> VIP and then be like oh yeah mum I've just had loads of calls 
I was like, I, mean, I, was, I was like eleven. <laughs> so, she was like, where, where is all this credit going? Yeah, you know, you know, habo. Very naughty. I've got some stats here actually because I was looking into how many people have this maybe fear of being visible online or if if it's something people care about. And there's probably loads of research about this. And the one I came across is actually from 2007, which is like ten year, more than ten years ago. But I mean these. These statistics are quite high, and I think it's probably even more now. But just just interesting, and I know it's not up to date, but among adult internet users who maintain an online profile, 82% say that their profile is visible, compared to 77% of teens. 60% of people said their profile can be seen by anyone who happens upon it, while 38% say the profile is only accessible to friends. Is that something you thought about? Like, is, is your... Facebook friends only do you do like the globe icon so anyone can see it well I think what might have changed since then is I feel that people have actually because of the uh, issues that surrounded privacy and targeted ads etc and data people are taking it into their own hands more I don't feel obviously I don't have anything to properly back that up but I know that from research that I've conducted you know private um uh instagrams um private instagrams private facebooks are becoming more popular more of a um uh, a bigger way of using that social social media and for example instagram stories you can choose it to go to particular people Close friends. Yeah, yeah people you you and there's almost a, a little bit of freedom now in your privacy settings so it becomes a way of interacting with the social media itself and not just a default position it becomes you know oh, I can share this with this this group of people and that's how I'm going to use that app rather than I'm either public, private and that's it. It becomes a way to actually yeah. use it. I think that's very clever what they've done is they've kind of made this privacy setting a way to, you know, actually, you know, involve yourself in the app and, and a way to actually use it, which I think is quite quite clever. Probably what's changed since 2007 as well, that research is, I just think people are more aware yes, definitely. of data issues, what data means how it could be used against you, things like fraud or identity theft. Um, but like you said now, Facebook, Instagram, Snap- Snapchat, all of those social medias, they're having to step it up in terms of settings that are available because they've come under such scrutiny, especially Facebook, um, for data issues. Um, so I think the consumer expects that level of control and I think if it wasn't available, people wouldn't use the platform. I did a bit of research about how social media can be a new form of surveillance, which is quite scary and very Black Mirror-ish. An article by Zach Doffman in Forbes reported that 89% of the world's internet users are being actively monitored, which is about 3 billion people. Wow. And, as you'd expect we probably are, well, we are being monitored. Everything we do on social media is being monitored. And as you'd expect from when it comes to mass population, I'm quoting, by the way, monitoring and the use of technology to advance population control, China leads the way. So China is very big on monitoring its populations yeah. and um, and surveillance. But of the 65 countries covered in the report, there are another 39 in addition to China which have instituted advanced social media surveillance programmes. So it's not just a conspiracy theory, it is, it is happening, it, you are being monitored, you're, you're, the way you interact with social media is being tracked, because that's 
that's how people earn money from it. And I went and had a little look at what Facebook knows about me. And I'm sure it's not the be-all and end-all of what Facebook knows about What's me. What's that? What Facebook knows about me? Is that a website? No, it's you can go on Facebook and you click on the ads. Um, there's a, on settings, and if you go into ads, you can see what Facebook likes, what you, what you what um, Facebook knows about you. Okay. So um, so under my interests, I've got RuPaul, <laughs> yeah. Kylie Jenner, which I don't get. I think because I don't use Facebook as much. There's not a lot on here which is very applicable to me. Um, but you can, if you wanted to have a little look for yourself, go on settings, go on ads, and then you can see, you can interact with what Facebook knows about you. You can even see what um, companies have um, lifted some of your data from Facebook. You can do a similar thing on Instagram, actually, which I found more interesting because I'm way more active on there. Um, I can't remember how to do it. But definitely Google it. It was really easy. It's in settings. You can see what Instagram thinks you like. There's a list of things that it's gathered about you. And that's how it targets its ads. Some of mine were really random though. Some of mine were like hockey. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't My, there was a few for me that were correct. So it said things like fashion, cosmetics, you know, general things. But yeah, I thought that's me. And then, like you said, rock and roll, <laughs> rugby, like where they've gathered that from I don't know but yeah really interesting probably worth having a look at just for fun really what the issue is I think as well is when it comes to the use of social media we do need some element of control and because we respect our privacy but we also want to be able to use something freely and and it's just where that line is drawn because there's always a need for balance when it comes to reports on data surveillance um, as consumers of such online services, we value our privacy, but we also demand safety and security. So it's it's a bit of that handmaid's tale, freedom from, freedom to, what, that, where, how we strike a balance between the way we use social media and, um, and our access to it, but also what others can see of us and how, how we limit it. And I think what Facebook and Twitter personally... I think more powers, even more powers, need to be given back to the person using their site, and to control what what is being what is being done, um, and what people can see. Because I feel it's and, and and what their data is used for, um, maybe an, an opt out of political mm-hmm. ads in in total things like things like that, which I think would give a little bit more power and freedom back to the user. Did you know Facebook have banned political ads? I th- it's Twitter. It's Twitter. 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 Sure it's no, it's Twitter. Twitter ban it. Facebook don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Facebook's got a bit of a bad reputation for well, data. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in branding and things like that, so I'd find it fascinating to sit in on some of those meetings and how Facebook going to turn that around. I don't think they plan on doing anything. Oh, I soon. do. I they're think covering, be their no, priority. No, they're, their, no. Pro- their, my, their branding priority will be to how to dispel distrust but at the same time they make too much money from it they're just not gonna they're not touched them they may have a branding meeting of how they can frame things to make people trust trust them but at the same time i don't think they're going to be improving or trying to willingly trying to improve their services anytime soon and also when it comes to these conspiracy theories about your phone listening in on you 
Uh, I saying this, I do have a little plaster over my webcam um, yeah. thing because I do, there there has been there has been genuine stories I think that's about a that. Step too far, but I that don't. Makes I don't, feel good. I, but I I genuinely believe that that not that they're watching all the time, but that the power that they could watch they could watch something out my webcam. Um, but also this idea that you know your phone's listening to you, and if you say mention cat food, you get an advert about cat food. Mm. I, I I was listening to a I was reading a Guardian report the other the other week and for me instinctively I would imagine them to be like yes the conspiracy is real because you know they like the Guardian have a history of you know challenging big data and things and they were actually saying why would your phone want why would they want to listen to every conversation that you're going who has the like they want they don't have the capacity to listen to billions of 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 calls conversations. I find that a really fascinating conversation, though. Everybody's got an opinion on that, about um, seeing ads that they've spoken about but not searched for. We all know if you search... Well, the tech-savvy among us will know. If you're searching things, cookies are being saved on your device, and it, it knows your search history, and that's what's bringing up those ads. But, you know, it, it's a common thing that things you've spoke about but never written down or searched appear same day sometimes there's chain there's chain data isn't there so there was a there was a girl um in florida i can't remember the actual case but i remember reading about it where she her um ads predicted her baby before she did so so she started so when she was feeling morning sickness she was googling like you know tablets for sickness or and she she was googling like certain things about symptoms that she was having and her phone, because of the connection that it was making with all these searches, started sending her adverts for bait, uh, for nappies. For mm-hmm. uh, and it was then that she realised that she she might be pregnant. Wow, so so it, so it's one of those things where it's one step ahead because you're, it makes links between things. It doesn't just have these pockets of data in isolation. And that's why I don't I don't I generally don't think my phone's listening to me yeah. unless it's Alexa is another thing. But <laughs> Alexa freaks me out. Yeah. But but my phone, I, don't, I, yeah. I genuinely don't believe it. A lot of people think it is. I d- don't believe it is. And I did a master's in marketing, as you know. Um, and I've asked the question before we spoke about it in lectures. I'd like to work for these companies who, who work with adverts. This It's not a thing that I've ever come across and I work in that industry. So it, it's not a thing. But a lot of people experience it. And I, I would question whether there's a... I don't know if the word will be a fallacy, but almost um, if it's a coincidence, people like to draw that link and think that it's real. But and it affects a lot of people. But I think it could be one of those strange things yeah. in life. Strange, a stra- you know, buzzword. A buzzword for the podcast. But I think seeing things that you've spoke about as a coincidence is one of those strange things that happens to us. But it's not mm. the case. Although one other thing worth mentioning of how those things can happen is. If somebody else on the same IP as you, so someone using the same Wi-Fi router, is searching things, the ads can appear on your device. Oh. So we could be speaking about things and I Google it and it appears on your phone. Right. So you think that it's listening to you. Or, and this is why I think it's a bit rubbish, say I'm searching a Christmas present for you, Mm. an advert for it can appear on your Facebook, What the exact item. Mm. And this has happened in, in my house with my family. Uh, not so much secret things, but I've Googled a new pair of trainers and then my mum said, look at this. The trainers are suddenly advertised on her Facebook because we're sharing the same Wi-Fi. Yeah. 
but it could spoil surprises, couldn't it? Or it could catch people out with a it's number a, of yeah. situations. That's what, always the excuse, isn't it? Oh, I was buying, buying a present. Although... <laughs> that's, why, that's why it was on a, a private browsing. <laughs> well, I've got quite an interesting, strange thing about social media. The dead will eventually outnumber the living on Facebook. Interesting, I've not thought of that before. According to a new study whose authors want us to think more about the importance of preserving our collective digital histories. So this phenomenon could take place within the next 50 years, though it may take longer. According from the University of Oxford Internet Institute, published in uh, on the 23rd of April, which is my birthday, um, FYI. So this is from Time magazine, and I think that's really interesting. Apparently 10,000 people who have Facebook accounts die every day. There are certain ha- processes which happen when someone passes away on and on Facebook. So if you, and you can actually search this on Facebook's website. So what will happen, it's the, the title is morbidly, what will happen to my Facebook account if I pass away? This is on Facebook. This is on Facebook. And the word remembering will be shown next to the person's name. And depending on the privacy settings of the account, Friends can share memories and um, and memorialise the timeline. How does Facebook know that you're dead? You can... um, Someone will flag it. Either someone will flag it. Um, I think someone will have to flag it. What if, like, a hater did it? You know what I mean? That's a a silly term. But what if somebody who was just trying to pull a joke on you... I think you'd have to be inactive. You'd have to be inactive. You'd have to not post or... um, So no one can log into the account... Memorialised profiles don't appear in public places um, or search or come up in suggestions for people you may know because that could be potentially distressing Mm -hmm. if someone, you know, um, if someone came across that. Um, You can also choose to have your account deleted when you pass away. So you can choose to have your account uh, permanently deleted should you pass away. This means that when someone lets us know that you've passed away, all of your messages, photos, posts, comments, reactions and info will be immediately and permanently removed from Facebook. So, and you can opt, opt into this as well, which I think, I think is so interesting because this, this for me, we were talking about how, you know, you'll wake up, well, you're, you'll be born with an Instagram account. People are, mm. people are now dying with Facebook. Full circle. It's going full circle. and it's. Uh, I, but I think it's something that we're going we're gonna to have to get used to. We're going to have to start thinking about it as, as we think about a will. What, what's going to happen to our social... I've got, you know, I, I've, I've got about six social medias, I suppose, maybe. Yeah. You, you have these different identities. And what happens when you're no longer here in physical form? Mm. What happens to those, those remnants of you... I'd imagine that most people would want their family's account to stay open because there's probably a lot of photos and memories on there. Yeah, I wouldn't want it personally... Personally, I wouldn't want it deleted. I've actually heard of cases and seen dramas on television about people who want access to their family member's account after they've passed away. They're campaigning to get the password. Mm. Um, It could also, to touch on a slightly different topic, give clues to... Um, suspicious circumstances. If you if you thought your family member had died under suspicious circumstances, some of their Facebook messages might reveal yeah. the answer. And if you can't access it, that's a whole different kettle of fish, really. In journalism, we have a really big discussion about the use of people's photos on memorial accounts. So if someone's died in a tragic accident and we want to report on that, we ha- there's 
there's a lot of uh, issues to do with copyright, to do with um, privacy invading people's grief. And those lines have now become blurred because of social media. Whereas once you'd do the door knocking and you'd go and you'd go around to someone like a grieving family and ask them to tell their side of the story to give some information. Mm. Now it's being done on social media. Now you're reaching out to the, the posts on the memorial pages yeah. and, and having a look at what people are saying about the dead. But it it's completely changed how we are gathering news obviously you still go around and do your door knocking but the, the we, well the death knock yeah I mean so called but I'm not a journalist but I find that really distasteful uh, well it is in the editor's code not to intrude on grief but so the the practice is well if someone tells you to fuck off then you, you do mm-hmm. well I think it's about yeah. time for a bit of a lighter note don't you I've got something to share actually that's quite funny um, it's about people being scared to have social media because they're scared they're going to say the wrong thing and I've I've looked at a few cases where people have been pulled up on what they've said online can have a really serious impact like on cancel culture yeah cancel culture exactly it can have a really significant impact on your life on your work on your family if you say the wrong thing day to day you can say things and in some circumstances get away with it if you've said something that's slightly off colour when people write things online, it's there forever, isn't it? And people are getting caught out on things. Well, it's a publishing site. It's right. the same as... Yeah, you know. rightly so, in my opinion. You know, yeah. you can't say offensive things. But I've found some instances here that are more amusing, where people have been fired about them. So this is this is a funny article. Post people have put online that's made them lose their job. Um, and it's from people.com. So I'll just read a few out that I thought were quite funny or interesting. I was, this is a quote, I was younger and an idiot. I posted something on Facebook about wanting to go home and play The Sims so I could create, insert telecommunication store that I worked for, open it and slowly kill off the customers. <laughs> I was working a late night shift in a mall and forgot that our new co-worker had added me on Facebook days before. And they got fired because of this. Rookie, ma- rookie error. Yeah. Another one, and I found this one really funny because it's, it's not something I would do because I'm very professional, but it's just... Amusing to me. I worked for a place that had a gift shop. Inside of this gift shop were the most ugly, unwearable scarves on the face of the planet. I was younger and didn't really care about the company or any possible consequences. I started a movement called Scarf Tuesday. Basically, a few of us, on the clock, would meet up at nine every Tuesday, wear one of these scarves for a photo on Facebook. These photos started getting likes and people loved them, so we kept going. Again, this story went to say on that the management found out that they were, like, taking the piss out of the products and they they got fired. Another one here. I had to fire someone for this. He was a volunteer firefighter and left for a call, which I allowed. Fifteen minutes later, someone showed me his five-minute-old post of him riding quad bikes, saying something along the lines of, sometimes you just need to F off from work. That put him on a final warning. He then left because he said his house was on fire. And then half an hour later, his wife tagged him in a photo of him sitting in a kiddie's paddling pool in front of his house. The funny thing is, in both cases, if he had simply asked to leave early, I probably would have said yes. But just that they were funny, funny rookie, instances. Rookie, rookie errors. I think now it's time for our news story of the week. It's quite a quick one, um, but I just thought it was funny and quite seasonal. It's from Cheshire Live. Love Cheshire. Big up Real Housewives. <laughs> Tesco delivery van spotted on the roof of a cottage in Sleepy Town. The picture has to be seen to be believed. 
Oh, wow. Genuinely a Tesco delivery van on top of a gorgeous... That is like a chocolate box thatched, cottage. Yeah, thatched roof, Tudor look, you know. Kind How of did that get past planning? <laughs> That's great two listed. <laughs> Early birds in the sleepy town in Cheshire got a shock this morning when they woke up to a bizarre sighting. A Tesco delivery van was spotted on the roof of a cottage in Nutsford, Cheshire. The blue and white van was decked out with colourful Christmas lights. What was even more confusing was that the driver was nowhere to be seen. Neither were the people who lived inside the cottage. It's unbelievable, a Nutsford resident, <laughs> Jewel, said. Amazing Jewel. name, Jewel. I've never seen anything quite like it, especially around here. It's like something out of a Christmas movie. That's my Cheshire. Love the accent, yeah. The blue and white van was decked out with colourful Christmas lights. It did always already tell us that information? Alessandra Bellini, Tesco chief customer officer, said... Seeing one of our Tesco delivery vans sat on the roof of a cottage caught everyone by surprise this morning. It's certainly not something you see every day, but I suspect that anyone watching ITV this Sunday will have their questions answered. Oh, yeah. some publicity That's the end stand. of the article, but uh, thought that was well, quite... Well, tune into ITV this Sunday. News. Shameless um, plug. I just researched this a little bit further. Um, if you watch this year's Tesco Christmas advert, um, it basically includes... A Tesco delivery van that's pretending to be Santa's sleigh. So it's the idea of landing on the roof. And right. this is... I don't think this is... I assume this was it being filmed, but it's not. This is just another marketing technique of, you know... it relates Clever. To, yeah. But it's not a car day. <laughs> As we come to the end of the show, we just have time for the game we like to call QVCWTF. WTF. The idea is really simple. You probably know the rules by now, but Harry's going to leave the room. Bye. I will find a really strange item on Wish.com, which is not a difficult thing to do. <laughs> Wish.com's a, a shopping website has the weirdest, weirdest things on there. And I've got a select QVC style. So, shopping channel, it's really addictive. It's addictive. Um, so, how would you leave the room? Yes. I'll describe um, to the listener what, what I'm going to show you, and yes. then, then we'll go for it. These items just get stranger and stranger. This is a, quote, silicone rubber face slimmer massage muscle tightener anti-aging anti-wrinkle mouth. I swear these titles are just buzzwords, not actually description. Essentially, this is a pink rubber silicone. It looks like lips with a big open mouth. You put this kind of inside your inside your lips to keep your mouth wide open. I hope I'm describing this. That's, it's quite quite a weird item. I think the idea is you put this in your mouth, it, it looks really, really random. You move your face up and down. It, you exercise your muscles in your face. It probably make, tightens the muscles. It's just the weirdest thing ever. The picture is um, a lady with her mouth wide open. You can't see her teeth because the rubber shows it. You can just see her tongue and right into her mouth. It's like a tunnel and it's like big pink, horrific lips. It's just so weird. I'll shout Harry back in. The door handle. I live here. I, 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 you couldn't find the handle. I just turned to, you know, the, you know it's on the left. I tried yeah. to get on the right. I just like because oh, it's dark out there. You're disorientated. Yeah, I'm a bit flustered. You're going live in five, four, three, two, one. Kylie Jenner has got nothing on you, girls, with this silicone rubber face slimmer. 
your lips will look plumper than a bloody sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually think it's meant for the lips, is it? And so this... <laughs> I've just changed the photo. <laughs> Imagine a bright pink anus for your mouth. Oh! <laughs> well thinking. <laughs> this will help anti-age... And give you that perfect, gorgeous skin that you've always been wanting. This is only one pound as well. This is only one pound and it's going very, very quickly, girls. The makers recommend you say vowel sounds <laughs> out loud over and over again. <laughs> and this will help stretch out your face so you just can't breathe. <laughs> A really good Great demonstration. (laughs) (laughs) Did you enjoy that one? Yeah. (laughs) That concludes this episode of Strange Ways, in a very strange way, very on brand, uh, with me, Liam Humes. And Harry Browse. I think it's right that we now plug our email because we've been loving the comments that we've been receiving. So feel free to contact us at strangewayspod at gmail.com. Let us know phobias that that you've come across, things that you find strange day to day. Maybe we'll make a podcast episode out of it. We'll definitely read it out on the show. Other than that, thank you very much for listening. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.